Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Asian Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Meghla Bhardwaj, and today we're going to be talking about PPC. Today's episode is basically an episode for dummies. Yes, it is an episode that, where we will talk about the basics of PPC. So if you're absolutely new to selling on Amazon and you have no idea what all of these acronyms mean, you know, like PPC and how to do keyword research and all of those things and ACOS, um, we are joined by uh, someone who's very experienced in PPC and he's been doing this for a couple of years. And so he's going to break it down for you and go over all of the basics. So please welcome Clytus from Shays Consulting. Hi, Clytus. How are you doing? Hi. 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 I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm super excited about the episode today because a lot of the listeners of my podcast are actually beginners. They're just starting out. So I think this information is going to be very valuable and very useful for them. So before we dive into PPC, uh, Clytus, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and how you got started with Amazon in the first place? Okay. Well, uh, I started in 2015. So it was like around four and a half, four years ago. And uh, I started with my family business. Uh, we are manufacturers and I just moved our whole product lines to Amazon. And for me at that time, five years ago, that was really difficult. There was no information. It was like just from the beginning, you know, everything I start, I had to learn from my own mistakes, everything from the beginning. And basically for, for a couple of years, I worked, you know, with our family business. Then I extended the I went public. Uh, basically, I started working with other Amazon sellers uh, in Lithuania, started working with bigger brands, started working with bigger accounts, consulting and diving really, really deep into Amazon, uh, into Amazon niche. So basically for, for the last four years, I've been just all in Amazon. Like, uh, I mean, in the past, in the past two years, it was like my full time plus more like 80 100 hours per week. I was working with different accounts with PPC, with optimization, with the accounts management, all of that stuff. So uh, during the past few years that I've been like all into PP, all into Amazon, uh, I realized that I learned so much uh, just by working in this field that I have a lot to share, a lot, uh, a lot of information that I think a lot of people will find valuable and like I really like uh, sharing information and I do like uh, talking to people who are keen on learning, who want to learn, who want to grow their, uh, their business, who want to uh, basically uh, know, who want to know what I know, who want to know about Amazon field. Cause I'm really passionate about, about this topic, about uh, Amazon itself, itself, the business uh, and because I see a lot of people making a lot of money in this, I see a lot of people who are also very, very passionate in this. And uh, it just uh, it started four years ago, five years ago, and it just skyrocketed till then. I mean, so now, now it's my Amazon. I work with with Amazon full time right now. Awesome! And we should also tell people that you are um, 22 years old. So at a very young age, 21, 21, 21. Okay. Apologies. I, I turned, I turned, I turned, I turned 21 a few months ago. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, I was really impressed when we talked earlier and uh, you know, you're so passionate about Amazon and PPC and you've spoken at a couple of uh, conferences in Lithuania and you're also, you know, you've got your own course, right? Is that correct? Yeah. You've got well, your own course. Yeah. And the, mm -hmm. uh, 
I have I have my own course in the in the last in the last year uh, in Lithuania I spoke at ten events uh, I think it was ten maybe eleven I, I know ten events for sure because uh, we had a few conferences in Lithuania we have meetups we have like uh, I, I'm organizing Lithuania like uh, local you know meetups for people we have conferences we have seminars but Amazon workshops and all that stuff and uh, I think at like a half year ago I released uh, my course uh, but it's in Lithuania. Uh, just for our local market and people it was the first Lithuanian course ever in the market and people like they were they were stunned I, I thought I was I thought I was making the course for beginners uh, I was like uh, Amazon FBA technical basis like what you need to know like when you want to optimize the account when you you when you're the account manager and apparently it wasn't for beginners. Uh, I realized that from, from, from what people were telling me, like they were saying, Tyler, you know, uh, I do realize that, you know, you think this is for beginners, but uh, it's way too complicated for me. And of exactly. course, uh, because of your experience selling your, um, you know, family businesses products, you've really, uh, you know, been in the trenches and you've been doing this day in and day out and that's how you've got all of your experience okay so let's dive into the topic so let's start from the very beginning so yeah. what exactly is ppc and what's the purpose of ppc so you know uh amazon ppc uh it's uh, when translated you no know, we have pay-per-click so in amazon advertising we do not pay for impressions we do not pay for, for for conversions, we pay only for clicks. So we have uh, customers who view our product, who, who view, you know, who, who view the um, search page results or product page results, and they see our ad, they click it, and we pay for it. So basically, it can range, you know, from two cents per click to five dollars, even fifteen dollars per click. So in Amazon, we are paying for clicks only. Uh, there is a possibility to go beyond that to pay for impressions, but this is a Amazon DSP program. It's a bit for, for more advanced uh, sellers. Uh, and the purpose of PPC in Amazon, um, there are several ways, you know, we can, um, we, we use PPC. Uh, the best way, you know, that, that when you have a really good product and you're in a small niche, uh, use advertising for profit which is in normal business uh, practices it's normal you know you you advertise your product uh, you get you know your return on investment you sell the product you get profit from it but uh, this is the best way you know when when you can have that when you can have profitable PPC profitable ads on Amazon uh, most of the times when uh, we have a product or, or product group uh, which is in a, in a more competitive uh, space in more competitive niche you know your PPC. It's not for profit. It no longer you don't you no longer uh, have the traditional business mindset when you wanna um, make money from advertising. Uh, PPC becomes an investment uh, in Amazon only only in Amazon. You know, so what happens? You invest into PPC. You you give money to Jeff. You know, and uh, uh, what happens that your organic rankings they increase. Uh, because you're basically uh, getting conversions, getting ads to carts, getting clicks uh, from uh, your target keywords. And from those keywords, even though your advertising is not profitable, what happens, you know, you rise in organic ranking. 
and when you rise in organic ranking, you make more money. So it's like stocks. You put your money into stocks and over time they grow, you know, and you get that return on investment afterwards. So basically there are two types of uh, PPC goals. You know, we have the profit and we have the keyword ranking. Right. So let's say we've launched a product. Like, you know, how long do you have to run PPC to rank a product? You know, approximately. Of course, it, there's a yeah. lot of fact, different factors. And uh, but if you can give a range, you know, can does it range from a few days to a few months? Can it, you know, be that uh, long as well? Obviously, yeah. Obvious. Obviously, you know, it depends on the niche. You know, on the competitiveness of the niche. Uh, but uh, in the smaller ones, we see that. Even from the beginning, sometimes we have profitable PPC. Even from the very, very beginning, you know, from, from a few days. Like, let's say the, the best case scenario, you know, you have one week where you're not profitable. Uh, in a very, very good niche when there's no competition. Most of the times what I see uh, with bigger products in the niches where there's more money, uh, it's about a month. It's about a month where we're losing money on advertising just to have the campaign stabilized, just to have them, uh, just to have Amazon algorithm learn from the data that, you know, they, they mine. Uh, in some cases, uh, I'm not saying all cases, uh, PPC is not profitable when you look only at PPC numbers uh, all the time. So, you know, it's not two months, three months, uh, you run it at uh, such a cost that it's not profitable for you when you're looking only at PPC data. It's not profitable for you that way. And it's all year long. You know, you're running, you're running it unprofitably all year long. long. Uh, but uh, what happens when you want to, you know, when you have the uh, in-the-box mindset, when you're thinking small, you try to, you're thinking, okay, well, uh, I will lower my A cost. Well, I will get less sales, but you know, in uh, I, I will be more profitable. And in some situations, when you do that, when you lower your A cost, because you can do that definitely all the time, you can lower your A cost. Uh, you lower it and uh, spend less money. You make less sales, and what happens? Your organic rankings decrease, and your organic rankings decrease, and you start making less sales organically and organic sales they are you know free sales you you climbed there you are in the rankings and if you're not boosting that amazon flywheel those rankings with your ppc you're losing organic sales mm. so it can range you know from a week two weeks uh i would say like the average is about a couple of months uh if you're not doing anything special with your product launches if you're only doing inner amazon marketing like, you know, no outside traffic, only Amazon. So it's like two months. It's a, a very average uh, amount of time for you to get stable rankings, not in your most uh, competitive keywords, but to get stable rankings in uh, at least your long tail keywords where you can get daily sales. Okay, that makes sense. So, um, so what are the things that we need to keep in mind before we start, um, you know, running... PPC campaigns or start spending money on, on ads? Yeah. So uh, you have to understand that PPC does not convert. You know, PPC, like advertising, is only traffic. You're sending traffic to your listing. And when you optimize your PPC campaigns, we you optimize your advertising campaigns, right? Uh, you can make sure that that traffic is relevant, right? 
But if you drive that traffic to a non-converting listing, you, you waste money. You're wasting a lot of money on, on ads uh, because you, you have this good quality traffic that is really well selected. You drive it to your listing and they just leave. And that happens because, you know, the listing can be not optimized for conversions. Uh, you have to, before even starting running PPC, uh, we make sure, you know, that your pictures, listing pictures, photos are optimized, which means, you know, they have infographics, uh, which means that, you know, if a customer comes into your listing, uh, let's say via phone, uh, because this is the most popular now way to shop on Amazon, uh, they only, you should imagine that they only see your pictures, nothing else, no title, no reviews, no, uh, bullet points or description, nothing, only your pictures. And when you have that mindset, you opt, you create your pictures that way with infographics, with text, with information, uh, information with visualization, uh, that the customer understands everything they need to know about your product like what they will receive from it, what the benefits are from them, what are the product features, why are, is your product different from the competition, you know, all that stuff that needs to be in the pictures, not only in your bullet points, maybe title, description, no, it has to be in the pictures. Then, you know, you have the, the title, you have to optimize it. It has to be, um, it has to be optimized for the customer because they, as well, they, they do read it. Uh, they have to have, you know, your main keywords, some features, but not should not be too long. Amazon lets you do it in two, 200 bytes. You should not do that. Most of the most of the times you should not go, you know, to the, to the limit. Don't do keyword stuffing. It has to be optimized for the customer. So it would be easier to understand. Then you have the bullets they, as well. They have to be, you know, in the clear uh, structure that it's easier to read and you know, the, the, I'm not a copywriter myself. I do not write, you know, descriptions or bullets, but you know, when you get a quality copy written, when you just read and it just flows, you know, the text just flows. So everything has to be optimized in the listing itself before you even start thinking about PPC, because what happens if your listing is not optimized, you're just wasting money. If you just spend traffic and it's not converting, you know, we have the conversion, and traffic and we, when you put that two together you know we have a sale right okay so that's the most important thing make sure that your listing is optimized exactly. so that your exactly. your conversions are high when you drive traffic to um, the listing okay great so what are the different um, campaign types that um, you know are available for people to run on Amazon yeah so basically when when you are uh, when you have no idea, you know, what, what is happening in, in the PPC field, uh, if you don't uh, understand, you know, how everything works yet, uh, I would recommend, you know, to start with only two campaigns. Uh, don't overdo it in the beginning. Uh, in the beginning, you know, what you have to do is learn. And basically, we have two main campaign types, uh, sponsored product campaigns. We're not going to be talking about advertising your brand, only, you know, your, uh, your product itself themselves. So we have two uh, campaign types. We have automatic and we have manual. So let's, let's talk about automatic campaign type. Uh, imagine you're driving uh, a car and it's automatic. So you don't need to shift gears. Uh, you don't need to, you know, do learn, you know, the gear system, how it works. All you do, you just sit in the car, press drive and you drive. That's how it works you know, in the car. So in Amazon, 
it's similar. It's similar. You know, you, you have automatic PPC and what happens, you just give Amazon your product and you just shift into drive. You know, you activate the campaign, you give Amazon the uh, daily budget, how much you can spend or how much you allow Amazon to spend uh, during every day. Every day. Uh, you have the daily budget and you give Amazon a maximum bid. You know, how much you're willing to, to, to spend per click. So Amazon has those limitations. You do not allow, for example, you do not allow Amazon to spend $2 per click. Uh, you can say like Amazon, you know, uh, my maximum bid should be 80 cents. So you're not going to spend more than 80 cents. Uh, so with the automatic campaign, Amazon does everything for you. Uh, they pull information from your listing. Uh, that's why it's important to have it uh, written before you know you start PPC. They pull information from your title, from your bullet description, and your backend. The information, backend keywords, search terms, everything that's in your backend that the customer does not see, all the um, fields that you fill out that the customer does not see, is, it's called the backend. So Amazon algorithm pulls all the information from your listing that they have, and they target similar keywords, similar search terms, they target similar uh, competitor products to yours, uh, and basically you don't really have to do anything else. Um, Amazon does everything for you. They optimize the campaign uh, for you, not the biz, but they collect uh, advertising history, they collect information, and they're seeing how it works, they optimize the, the campaign you know, for your product. So basically have that automatic campaign. You don't really have to do anything but put in the product and uh, set the daily budget and maximum bid. So and how do we decide manual, the daily budget and the maximum bid? I mean, are there any um, you know, tips or guidelines for that? Uh, well, uh, with daily budget, um, when I have a fully, uh, fully structured uh, campaign budget, bu campaigns uh, structure, which is usually like eight to nine campaigns per product. It's a bit complicated one. I'm, we're not going to talk about that. Then it's a bit easier, you know, to, to understand how much you need to uh, spend uh, every day on each uh, campaign. But when you have, let's say, only two campaigns, automatic and manual, uh, you can start, you know, small. You can start small if your budget is not, uh, if you don't have a lot of money to spend only on PPC, you know, uh, you can start small, like $10 per day, $15 per day. And uh, you, how you should imagine Amazon seeing your uh, daily budget is uh, multiply that by 30. So if you have um, uh, $10 daily budget, Amazon uh, sees, okay, so, you are willing to spend $300 on this campaign per month. And sometimes they uh, spend more you know, than $10 per day. Sometimes they spend less, but in the month, uh, the average is going to be $10 per day. And um, usually the mistake that uh, is being made in the beginning is uh, when your product is optimized well, the listing itself, right? and Amazon algorithm accepts it, you know, accepts it. Uh, you see that in PPC. And you have, if you have a small deal budget, uh, which could be, you know, like, let's say like $7 or even $10 is not that much uh, in Amazon. And uh, you, your bid is like uh, 50 cents. Then Amazon per day, they can only, you know, make 20 clicks. 20 clicks uh, and that's it. That's not a lot. Uh, when you're thinking, you know, the, the whole Amazon space is quite, quite large. 
So you, you, if you have a small budget, Amazon is going to spend it all. And when you don't have more you know, to spend, what happens, your ads it just stop working. And you want them working all day long. So in the beginning, you know, you start from $10 and then you increase it um, when you gather data, when you optimize the campaigns, you increase the budget, uh, you know, not, not every, every, every day, but like every week I would increase the budget just to see, you know, how Amazon reacts to it. Sometimes, you know, it can be too good. So you can get more sales, you get more clicks, more conversions, or it can go, you know, in the negative direction and you spend more, but make uh, the same amount of sales. Uh, with the, the bids uh, for the, the maximum click bid, uh, Amazon gives you an estimate, an average, how much they recommend to bid for your product. Um, th those recommendations, they're not based on Amazon's algorithm, you know, how it works. They're mostly based on uh, what is the, the lowest winning bid on the market and the highest winning bid on the market. Basically, like how the market, uh, what's, what's the auction, you know, of, of the PPC in that keyword or in that campaign or in that product niche. Uh, Amazon gives you, you know, the average, how much you should bid uh, in order to be seen. Sometimes you have to bid, you know, if, let's say Amazon suggests you like to bid from 40 cents to 80 cents. In the beginning, I would usually bid 95 or something like that, like 93, okay. 94. Like mm -hmm. I would bid more in the beginning with a lo lower budget, like $10. And just to give the initial initial boost to that campaign. So it would uh, get more visibility because in the beginning, your campaigns, they have no sales history. They, there is zero, no history, no data, nothing. In the beginning, you want to give that data. In the beginning, you buy that data, you know, with higher bids. Right. Okay. So going back to the campaign, so you were also talking about manual campaigns then, right? Yeah. So like when you have manual campaigns is a bit more complicated. Uh, in manual campaigns, you have the same, uh, you have to select your daily budget, you have to select your maximum bid, but you also have to select which keywords you want to target. So mm -hmm. you shift gears yourself, right? You, um, you select where you want Amazon to show your product. In the end, Amazon will decide where to show it, uh, but you have much more control. Uh, for example, you have a, a keyword spatula and you're selling a spatula. Uh, you can, Amazon could decide to show your uh, ad on that keyword, you know, 10,000 times in the day. And that could happen. But you could also have a keyword uh, garlic press if you're selling a spatula. You're selling a spatula and having, have a keyword garlic press. And the categories, they're, they, they are not, you know, the same. They're not collide. Uh, and Amazon will not show your product on that keyword. So you have to select relevant keywords for your product and Amazon still decides if they want to show it there or not and how much they want to show it. So basically in manual campaigns, we decide what keywords to give Amazon and then Amazon picks from those keywords and basically they, uh, they show where they want to show depending on our bids depending on the, on the history of the campaign, on the history of the product, the sales history, and how well that product 
performs on each keyword. So, you know, we have a keyword spatula and if our product, which is also a spatula, uh, has a very bad performance on that keyword, which means uh, we do not have any organic rankings, maybe like we're in the page seven or something. Uh, we did not ever, you know, sold anything on that keyword. So, which means we have zero performance. Or let's say we are in page two and our conversion rate is really, really bad. Then Amazon will just not uh, give you enough impressions to even fix that sometimes. Mm -hmm. So now we have, but you have, so basically the lesson is you have to pick relevant keywords for your product, which you believe are relevant. And uh, during uh, optimization of the campaigns, you will see which keywords are actually relevant to your product. So Amazon will show you, they will pick, you know, which keywords are relevant. So a manual campaign, you pick the keywords. There are a few different keyword match types you can pick from, but in the end, Amazon still has a, a bit more control, not that much, but a bit more control than, you know, in automatic, uh, you have more control in manual campaign than in automatic campaigns. You can also, you know, set different bids for each keyword you target. So, you know, you, you still, you can dive, go deeper, you know, into keywords, keyword optimization. Right. So those are the two main campaign types or are there any more? Uh, well, those are the main campaign types. Uh, you can divide, let's say, uh, manual campaigns into product targeting campaigns. Uh, you can target, uh, they, they also, you, you have the keyword targeting campaigns and product targeting campaigns. They're both manual, but let's say product targeting campaigns, you are targeting not keywords, not search terms, what customers are typing in the search bar. Um, you're targeting other ASINs, which means you can show on purpose, you can on purpose select which competitor products or which, uh, you know, maybe your own brand products you want to show ads to on, on, not to. Uh, so when you open a listing um, uh, uh, from, you know, the customer's point of view, not from Solar Central, uh, when you scroll down, you see sponsored. So there are uh, other PPC ads from automatic campaigns and from product targeting campaigns. Uh, so when you combine a keyword targeting manual campaign and product targeting manual campaign, uh, you can uh, almost like 95% of the times you can replace the, with those two campaigns, you can replace on automatic campaign because you can target the uh, keywords and you can target the competitor ASINs. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about uh, keywords as well, because there are different types of uh, keywords that you can uh, target, right? So there is a uh, broad and exact match and phrase and all of those. So can you just uh, go yeah. over all of the keyword basics for us? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, when I started, I'm going to tell you a small story. When I started yeah. the, an Amazon and Amazon PPC itself, like those four years ago, uh, I had no idea what is like exact phrase bra. I mean, I would just like fill it in the one campaign, like yeah. randomly. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And um, I, one year later, uh, when I, you know, went into this space, uh, PPC quite deeply and I did understand like, you know, what, what those were. And I looked back at my old campaigns, which were paused at that time. And my eyes just started to hurt. Uh, my eyes just started to hurt. And I realized, and I realized that, you know, th this thing is very important to understand, yeah. you know, how, how the keyword match types work. 
because you right. know because of that you can base your PPC strategy on that. So we have three match types, uh, three main match types, and it's like um, you can imagine it like um, uh, uh, upside pyramid. Let's say, you know? okay. uh, so we have broad. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the widest, the largest, the biggest uh, match type. So what happens? Uh, you select uh, uh, a keyword phrase. Well, let's see your, your search term, right? So we have a garlic press. And uh, what broad match type does, uh, it allows Amazon to insert uh, words anywhere in your phrase so we have garlic press so what amazon can do they can say uh black uh garlic press for uh modern kitchen they can do that they can uh, switch you know your uh two words you know in, the, in different places so you can have a, a modern kitchen uh garlic accessories and press that can be also a search term. And basically in broad, uh, in broad match type, you have little control, like how Amazon chooses to switch your uh, words in place, but you have that one sentence, you have your uh, phrase that you enter, right? So you have garlic press and Amazon has those two words and they can put it anywhere they want in a sentence. Okay. So that's broad. It's, it's a, you can mine a lot of keywords that way. You can find a lot of new keywords that way. Uh, but usually, you know, we would choose to make broad uh, keywords bids lower than other types, just because it is very wide mm -hmm. and you, uh, you don't really want to waste money on uh, keywords that, that might be like, you know, one click keywords where you just have one click and that's it. Like one impression, one click. Because Amazon, it, it, it happens quite often. You have one impression, one click, and imagine having like 30, 40, like 100 of these keywords where you have only one impression, like five impressions in one click. They don't do anything for you. You're just wasting money. So, and those often happens in broad match types. That's why, you know, we, we would uh, usually put a lower bid than on the other match types. So let's move on. Uh, now we have, you know, a broad match type the the biggest part of the pyramid and we have a phrase match type so phrase is more controlled it's way more controlled uh so let's say we have the same uh garlic press so we have that phrase and amazon it's not uh, they do not uh split your words so have two words in that phrase they will not split split your words they will uh, add anything after your phrase right that phrase or before so it can be, you know, uh, modern garlic press black. That's, that's a phrase match type. It can also, uh, so broad match type also has, you know, what phrase has, right? Because of the pyramid. Yeah. And phrase, they, you know, they just do not allow Amazon to split your words. So you're sure that the exact phrase is used in the sentence, in the search term that the customer searches for. So you have more control uh, what is searched for. Example, if you uh, have a very good uh, phrase, um, uh, let's say uh, Rode microphone, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a Rode microphone and this is your main phrase. And you want to 
because you know you're converting well on that specific phrase, uh, then you target it as phrase match type in order to uh, in order uh, to uh, target keywords that you know have anything after it or before it. But if you split those words, it might not convert as well. So phrase match type is more converting, converts well better than broad match type in most cases. Everything is in most cases. You, know, you kind of have strict, strict, uh, uh, strict uh, rules. You know, to different products. Right. So now we have you know phrase uh, match type, and then we have exact. Exact. Uh, we have most control. Uh, so let's say you have one word or one phrase. Let's let's take um, let's take let's take a coffee mug, right? We have a coffee mug, uh, and in the exact match type, Amazon is not allowed to split the words. They're not allowed to add anything in the sentence, uh, any other words in the sentence, except they can uh, insert. Um, they can make it. Uh, plural, they can make it singular, uh, they can insert like adjectives, let's say, you know, they can have a coffee mug, or the coffee mugs, which is not grammatically correct, but you know, it's a possibility. Uh, you can have um, uh, coffee for mugs. So basically, Amazon can insert those small words, uh, make it singular, plural, sometimes they autocorrect uh, the if if a user if a customer misspells the the word, Amazon usually uh, not usually depending on the word they autocorrect the customer and you know they still see your ad. Uh, but basically, exact match type is the most precise. You have the most control over it. Uh, you cannot choose singular or plural plural yet, uh, which is a bummer in some okay. cases because you know you can you can have a very expensive keyword, uh, for example. Uh, well, uh, let's say you have a very expensive keyword and in uh, singular, that keyword, you know, has to around 200,000 uh, searches per month. Mm -hmm. And you have a singular, which has like 2000 searches per month, which is a real thing. Uh, so, you know, it d differs a lot. And uh, you're in, you, you cannot control uh, how much you would bid on the, on the, on the singular key, on the, uh, singular keyword because Amazon will show you will show your ad on the plural they will show you uh, where it's most profitable for them like where it's right. the most expensive they will show you that there you know Amazon likes money they they <laughs> you know they burn your money very very fast so exact match type is the most precise uh, that's the most control we can have in Amazon advertising uh, with slight variations, you know. So Amazon, they can make singular, plural. They can add um, small words like a, the, for, with, and and etc. Uh, so basically, but that's the most control we can have with that, right? So we have the pyramid. So the broad uh, match type has the same what has a phrase and exact. Phrase match type has the same what uh, is the same as exact plus all the other expansions and exact is the smallest part you know of that upside down pyramid and it's the most precise the tip of the pyramid basically right so when you're setting up campaigns like how do you decide how much to bid on you know broad and phrase and exact and like how do you decide which keyword I, to use 
usually usually you know when uh when we have a standard manual campaign with three ad groups each ad group has a different match type keywords so we have an exact broad and phrase ad groups uh every ad group has the same keywords they have the same list of keywords only different match types uh and on that list uh, you see I, I, in, in the beginning, I take an average of what Amazon recommends me. If, if you know that this is not a product launch and we're not doing it aggressively, but usually I would pick an average default bid of how much Amazon on those keywords they're suggesting to bid. Okay. Uh, and the exact, uh, the exact ad group, I usually bid the highest. Then we have the phrase and lowest broad. But the difference is, you know, in the five cents range. So let's say we bid on the, the, on the exact like 78 cents. On phrase, we bid like 73 or 72. And on broad, I would bid like uh, 69 or 68. I never uh, bid in the round numbers. Never bid in round that? numbers. Never, uh, never, never, you know, never do uh, 70 cents or 75 cents or $1. Because uh, that's what most sellers are doing. And uh, imagine, you know, uh, two sellers, you're bidding $1, the other seller is bidding $1, and uh, that seller's um, product is, has better advertising scores, so it conver converts better on that keyword, they win the auction. Imagine if you have $1 and one cent, and your competitor has $1. Guess who's going to win the auction because of one cent? Yeah. No, you, you know, this is a very simplified way of explaining this, but uh, usually when I see when I have like fixed bids, when, when I bid that much, as much as I, you know, tell Amazon to bid and you just change the bid by one or two cents, the difference, it's, it's incredible sometimes, you know, when I have high traffic and you just change like by two cents, uh, sometimes you know, your A cost can drop like multiple percentages. So it's a, it's a bit crazy when you think about it because a lot of sellers, they're bidding, you know, what Amazon suggests them to bid. And usually like the default bid in the U.S. market, Amazon says it's 75, 75 cents. Most sellers do like 75 cents. Well, if you do 76 cents mm. with one cent, you know, you outbid your competition. One cent. That's, you know, yeah. that's not a lot of money. You know, even, even if, you know, you, you, you do uh, like a hundred clicks, that's one dollar, but you get a hundred clicks in a higher position than your competitor. You got a hundred clicks yeah. in a better position just because of one cent. And the higher the placement of your ad, the better the conversion. Right, that totally so makes that, sense. That's why, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because everyone is doing, you know, round numbers because yeah. it's simpler. So you should not do like everyone else is doing, basically. That's, that's, the, that's the theory, that's the strategy. Okay, yeah, that totally makes sense. And um, I think it, that's a great strategy. So what about placements of um, ads and, you know, what are the different options available in terms of placement of ads? So as I mentioned, like in the, in, when we were talking um, about the bids, uh, the higher the placement, the better the conversions. So in Amazon, now you can choose how much to increase your bid in the percentage way, how much to increase your bid in order to get the top three or sometimes top four uh, placement in the search bar, in the search results. So imagine, you know, having um, 
uh, when a customer searches for garlic press and your uh, ad is on the top of the page in the first position on the th or the second position, your conversion usually it's way better than anywhere else in the page. Mm. So Amazon lets you, uh, Amazon allows you to allow them to increase the bid uh, up to 900 uh, percent, mm -hmm. uh, which is way, way too much. Don't do that. Uh, to, it, I would usually go around the 60, 40, maybe like over 100, but you have to test these things. Uh, Amazon allows you, so you allow, let's say, you allow Amazon to increase your maximum bid if they show your ad on the first page, top spots, top placements. Mm, so okay. you're allowing Amazon to increase your maximum bid. So, and what happens usually when you, you, when you, when you take an old campaign, which has been running for years and years and uh, they did, and you have a lot of data basically, and you go to placements in the campaign, there's a tab placements. Usually you can see very, very well that the least amount of impressions you got were in the top of the page, the, the first positions, uh, the best conversion was in that placement. The best ACoS was in that placement, exactly the, the top of the, of the page. And the bid was the highest. Mm -hmm. So it's most expensive, but it's the best place to be, well, in most cases. But it's, it's usually, you know, when you have reviews, when you have good, well-optimized listing, is the best place to be. So usually like how Amazon recommends, um, well, when we're talking with Amazon advertising team uh, for every campaign they would just like by default like I always in the beginning by default I just do 30 20 percent so we have 30 percent on um, on top of the first page placement and we have 20 percent on product pages mm. so which means you can also allow Amazon to increase your bid if they show your ad on the first page of the listing so when you go to the listing, you see a sponsor, there's like, you know, rows and rows of, of uh, sponsored ads. And there are also pages. So the customer can click a button and they go to the next page. And the higher the percentage, the, the bigger chance you're going to end up in the, in the left spot, in the, in the left spot of the, uh, of the, ad, of the uh, ads bar, sponsored ads bar. Mm -hmm. So basically, you can allow Amazon to bid higher than your selected bid if such conditions, you know, they, if they um, if they show your ad on the first page top placements. It's a really powerful thing. If you mm -hmm. already have uh, campaigns running, I would definitely, uh, definitely check out the results. Uh, and according to that, optimize, you know, the increase the percentage, the percentages uh, on the, those placements, because sometimes uh, your best converting placement is not top of the search. Sometimes it's uh, product pages. Uh, I see that sometimes, and uh, then you know, in according to that, you say, okay, so it's converting well for me. I will allow Amazon to increase the bid and see what happens. You know, after a week, you see results. Wow, you know, it worked well. What do you do? Increase the bid more, and you test it, not not the bid, the, the placement. Um, so you test these things and after a while you optimize it into the, such position that you're always, uh, in the top first position of your selected keywords or your main competitors. And what can happen in time 
when you're in those spots uh, most of the time, right? Uh, you accumulate very, very good data mm-hmm. for those keywords or ASINs. And what happens, your bid, it lowers. You pay less because in the beginning you paid more to get there. You performed very well on those keywords and ASINs. You, Amazon collected data for those specific keywords and phrases for your product. And what happens, you have better advertising score and you Amazon, if you have the uh, dynamic bids down, Amazon will uh, give you the same spot for lower the price. Mm-hmm. So you will, you know, over time, you, you will have better A cost, you will have a lower uh, cost for those ads and sometimes better conversion, more views. So there is, you know, always an agenda before, you know, you do uh, some specific, you know, increased, in, increased, increasement of bids or increasement of placements you always want to accumulate good uh see you want to accumulate accumulate good conversions you want to accumulate uh good uh, cost per clicks you know all that things uh, all these things you know that you accumulate all that data uh it's your data history you know you have the data and amazon it will use that data in the future uh and you will have low better for what better performing campaigns, basically. That, that's what happens in the, in the end, you know, when you optimize them all over and over again and you optimize them so well, you know, that uh, you reach the peak, you can reach the peak, you know, of, of the campaign. Okay, yeah. So what about uh, things like, you know, keyword research? That's uh, something that people really struggle with and, you know, it, it can get very challenging. Um, I mean, there are, of course, tools like Helium 10, uh, you know, there are some keyword research tools, but do you have any tips on how to do keyword research or how to identify keywords for, um, you know, a, a specific product? Uh, well, uh, the, mo- the, the, the most common uh, way I do keyword research is with Helium, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, Helium has their tools called Cerebro. Uh, you know, a lot of, softwares have a similar tool which is reverse ASIN search it's not that easy to create uh, you know they only use chrome extensions your browser to find you know keywords for listings but how helium is different uh, is that they allow you to combine different ASINs and they allow you to combine data and filter the data this is the most powerful feature of cerebro tool so how it works uh, how the keyword research you know, works. In the beginning, you have to select 10 uh, of your best performing uh, uh, with most sales uh, competitor listings. So you have top 10 uh, competitor ASINs. They are the ones that uh, are the most similar to your product. They're the, the ones that have the best BCR, the most sales, which means they have a lot of data. They have a lot of data. They're indexed for quite a lot of keywords and they're probably rank well uh, for the best keywords, right? So you have those 10 ASINs and you paste them into Cerebro tool and they give you a lot of keywords, you know, in thousands sometimes. You can get 20,000, 30,000 keywords. And it's obviously, you know, too much to even filter, you know, to to, to even like go through, you know, the keywords because you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna sit there for the whole month, you know, 24 seven and, you know, search for, through the keywords. So 
Helium has filtering features. Uh, the the feature, like the one that you know, in the, the the first one that you use is search volume. Uh, no software has the correct search volume, but uh, because of the in 2018, Amazon closed all the data points for that. But they they do guess it quite all right, and the the prioritism the priorities are quite well um, when you structure by search volume uh, of the keywords uh, you don't look at the search volume per se you look at the like what which keyword has higher search volume which means they're a bigger a bigger keyword in that regard in the priorities regard helium is very very accurate so we would select uh, that if we, let's say we have a competitor com com quite a competitive niche or you know, depending on your niche uh, I would um, insert like 600 uh, minimum search volume per month. So you don't really want those uh, small, tiny keywords that barely get searched. Uh, so basically, you know, you just enter like 600 search volume minimum search volume per month. Uh, then here comes, you know, the most powerful feature of the Cerebro tool. Uh, you select uh, how many competitors, how many listings that you entered into the bar, uh, into the Helium Cerebro bar, how many of those listings are organically indexed for the keyword you wanna see, right? Okay. So if, if you have if you have like ten ASINs, which is the maximum in Helium, when you have ten ASINs and uh, you select, let's say, like I want to see only keywords that have at least six hundred searches per month, mm -hmm. that at least have five or four of my competitor ASINs indexed for that keyword. And you can select the performance of your competitors that are indexed for those keywords. And it's like ranging from zero to 10. And I usually in the beginning, I just put like two. So you don't get those really bad keywords that just are nonsense usually. So you select so you ask Helium, okay, so we have those 10 ASINs. Please show me keywords where they're, uh, where uh, the keywords that are at least six, have at least 600 searches per month, that at least have five of my competitors indexing for that keyword, for those keywords. And those competitors that are indexing for those keywords, they have to have at least a performance score of two. And okay. when you do that, uh, from even like let's say like from fifteen thousand keywords, organic keywords, you can get like a list of a uh, hundred or like fifty, mm. which is a manageable list, you know. And uh, depending on what Helium spills out to you, depending on your filters, uh, then you basically go through each one of those keywords. You read every one of those keywords, see if they fit for your listing, if they fit for your uh, backend, if you if you're optimizing, if you're doing research for the backend, if you're doing research for the PPC, you know you see if if you want, even if the keyword is relevant, you might not even want to include it in your PPC because it mm -hmm. might be too expensive in the beginning. You know you have a if you if you're selling a garlic press, you don't really want to bid on garlic press because yeah. you're gonna die there. You know you. you it's it, you you will not get there with ppc you need to get there with black hat tactics which i do not <laughs> recommend you know so so you would not want to go you know on your like best keywords but which has the most competition and it's like impossible to get there uh, unless you have a lot of money to burn i mean 
with with yeah. money everything is possible but you know uh let's i i don't never suggest you know wasting money because sometimes you know there are cases where you know this is a waste of money going after your largest keywords so you filter out those keywords that don't really fit you future product or the ones that are too competitive for now right the ones that are too competitive for now the ones that are relevant but uh, you do not want to have in your ppc i would include in a separate list and save them somewhere so you would have the list of keywords that are relevant for you, that are one of your uh, largest keywords, but simply you just cannot afford to bid them on PPC yet. But you would still want to include those keywords in your listing because they are your main keywords. And from that, you know, you get the long tail keywords. So basically you filter out from a huge list of uh, keywords, which you, prov you provided to Helium, by providing the competitor ASINs because they show the keywords that uh, are organically indexed, you know, for those ASINs. So from all that huge list, you filter out the ones that are most relevant and you do that simply by having at least five or four or six, maybe sometimes even 10, even all of the competitors indexed for those keywords, which means, you know, if they are in, if all of your main competitors show on those keywords organically they're probably good keywords you know, they're probably good keywords and in more in really competitive niches uh, this keyword research uh, method it's uh, it's really not time consuming it's like it's really quick because mm -hmm. you don't really have to like go through that like when you have a competitor comp competitive niche uh, a huge market uh, for some product uh, and you do such type of filtering with Cerebro, uh, you have a, like a list of like a hundred keywords and all of them are relevant to you, all of them. So if, if you know that the niche is big enough, you don't really need to do a, a, a lot of work. It can be like 20, 30 minutes of keyword research and you have a perfectly good, relevant list of keywords you can use for your PPC and thus save quite a lot of money on automatic campaigns because you don't really... Uh, you can negate those keywords in automatic campaigns and bid how much you want on them in manual campaigns. So you, you, you don't really need to mine that data from automatic campaigns because you already have that data. Right. So that's the, 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 the keyword research, basically, the, the, simpler, the, the simple keyword research with Cerebro. Right. And so what if the search volume is, say, not 600 or, you know, there, are, there aren't... Um, that many keyword searches or searches um you know like high volume searches would you not do that yeah, product yeah, yeah. at all or or you know would you still no. consider uh, i would still consider uh i very rarely uh let's say meet a product in the u.s market that uh, you know that my clients have uh, with uh, keywords that you know are rel very relevant and we would rank for and include in the PPC, which are like you know below 600. But okay. in European market, in European mm -hmm. market, most of the products are like that. Most of the products, you know, they have like search volume of 200, 300, and which is fine. You no, know, which is fine because you have a lot of markets and you're not aiming, you know, to get that uh, thirty thousand dollars per month product because uh, like. I know from working with small sellers and big sellers, the, the big brands, they're not even looking at the products that are below like $30,000 per month revenue. 
like if you're a small seller if you like a you know uh if you don't have that much budget for a cap, cap cash flow you know for for amazon you know you go for products that are like below ten thousand dollars per month you don't really want to go to product you don't want a one million dollar per month product like your first product like it's much better to have like four or five uh products with um, lower uh with lower re revenue uh, then, you know, to have like one product, in a, like competitive niche, which would make up for, you know, the same revenue that like your five or like four products would. Because big brands, we overlook those products. We overlook those boring products. We overlook the ones that, you know, uh, we don't aim to make $5,000 in revenue from one product. We aim to make two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars in revenue from one product. We go after competitive niches. And if you're a small seller, like it's during your keyword research, it's much better to aim for lower, uh, from lower volume keywords for lower volume products that are not in such high demand that you know you would make 30 grand per month. It's better to go to lower volume. It's a very, very good strategy. I see a lot of people uh, making really good income from that. Just, just from having a few products that, that, are not like 30 or 20, even $20,000 per month revenue products. So I would, I would still consider those keywords, you know, that are not, that are like below 600. Right. Yeah. I think, um, you know, a lot of products from India specifically, cause we were in India last month uh, on a trip there. And I think a lot of the products over there are more niche and they're not maybe they don't have a lot of like mass appeal like some of the, you know, like garlic press or um, yeah. those kinds of products uh, in a high volume products that are found in China. So I think, uh, yeah, if you're sourcing from India specifically, you could follow that strategy where you have exactly. um, certain products that you target, but they're not really, um, you know, high revenue earners as such, but then you have a wide exactly. variety of, of product categories. Yeah. And, and you, and you split your, and you, and you split your risk. Yeah. Because I mean, if, we had like one product in a really competitive niche and we were doing 200 sales per day. And uh, just because of one phrase, uh, which was a very popular one and everyone was using it and someone trademarked it and we got a suspension for that ASIN. And we recovered from that. Our rankings were lower and like from 200 sales per day, we, we were like to 100 or something. We would still try to get back up to the rankings to, to our main keyword where we were on like page one, top one position for like half a year. And uh, another suspension hit, another suspension, another competitor. And we had a negative reviews like by a competitor. And what happened? Another suspension. Uh, it was a false suspension for that ASIN. We got the product uh, unsuspended. We got it listed back. And now we're doing from five to 15 sales per day. You know, so... And that was our best-selling product. And mm -hmm. if you imagine if you have only one or two products like that, and, uh, you know, Amazon is a very, very unpredictable place. If you have a few products like that, you know, that are making like, like 80, like, you know, like your five products are making like 90% of your total revenue. You know, it's, it's, it's quite dangerous to have that. Like the sellers that have more products in niches, when they niche down, you know, even though they like you know one product does not like do like 10 or 15 or 20 sales per day in the general you know 
account view, you can make much more money than, you know, having like a few products that are more competitive, not, not as niche. Niching down is a very, very good strategy. Like the, in like 2019, even 2018, niching was, was one of the best strategies to go for because you have to be a big guy. There's a lot of whales, you know, in, in, our, in our space and they, 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 they have strategies, they have money, they have capital, they have teams of people working on that one business. So, you know, sometimes it's hard to compete with them. Sometimes it's better, you know, to, to, to go broad with your products, to have a, an assortment of products in, in, niche or, in niche categories, and you will win there. You will. Right, right. So what about things like, um, you know, negative keywords? Um, how do you approach negative keywords in yeah, let's yeah, let's let's get back to PPC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with with negative keywords, like if you if you do your keyword research, you know, uh, and you have like, let's say like auto automatic campaign, one automatic campaign, one manual campaign, and that manual campaign has three uh, ad groups, right? Broad, phrase, and exact, and you include the same keyword list in all the ad groups. You know, exact, phrase, and broad. Uh, you have the same list in all those ad groups, and what happens? You know, uh, Amazon, they would show your, uh, your product ad on those keywords, like exact match keywords in broad in phrase, uh, campaign ad groups and even automatic. And you're basically, you're being shown, you know, for, for, uh, one specific keyword in four places. Uh, I mean, you're, you're not going to. Amazon will not show four ads for one person in one keyword. Uh, yeah. They can only do that. Like you can have one ad on one keyword from one campaign. This is in the Amazon API. Like you can, you cannot have, um, uh, let's say one campaign with two different products and, uh, uh, and have the same keyword for those two different products. Amazon will not show those two products at the same time. They will right. pick which one to show mm. from one campaign. So basically, you can you can if you don't have any negative keywords, you basically have uh, a huge mess, a huge mess. Amazon is showing your exact match keywords like everywhere in you know, automatic and broad and phrase and and exact itself. You wanna narrow it down. So basically, you would put the same list of keywords that you put as you know exact frozen braid as negative match in automatic campaign as negative targeting, right? As negative match, the same list of keywords in automatic campaign, uh, in phrase cam in phrase ad group, ad group, not campaign, but ad group, right? And in broad ad group. And what happens that you're, you, have, you made your keyword research, you know your keywords, and you're now targeting those keywords only from manual campaign, exact ad group, which means that all of your data for those precise keywords are in that ad group. So it's not split anywhere. All the advertising history for those keywords are, is collected in that one ad group. So it's not split everywhere. And it, when it's in one precise you know, ad group or one campaign, uh, basically, you know, during time, you accumulate better and better and more and more um, advertising score, advertising history for that keyword, for that product. Because if you had it all over the place, you know, the, the history, it would split, you know, all over the place and you would not have like one 
best performing you know keyword it would be a bit a bit of a mess so just in the beginning when you do your keyword research when you already have the keywords you want to make sure that they are negated from other campaigns you don't want to mm-hmm. have them shown multiple times then what you can also do you can use key, negative targeting negative keywords um, as a way to stop to stop amazon showing your uh, ad on maybe relevant keywords but the ones that are too expensive right mm-hmm. so we talked in the keywords research you know you make another list of keywords that they are very relevant to you but they're like you know uh, as big as garlic press so you know you have those big keywords and uh, for your product the relevant ones but the big ones mm-hmm. and you have that list and you add them as negative everywhere so you're not being shown for those specific uh, exact keywords in automatic and in, in manual campaigns then you can also you know uh select words that don't fit anyway with your product. Let's say you're selling, um, you're selling uh, a product that's for children, but definitely not for adults. And what you would do, you know, you, you would add the different phrases, a negative phrase in negative keywords, let's say adults, adults, parent, parents, right? So for like, uh, you would add th- uh, words that are, Definitely not for your product. Like imagine a customer searching for um, adult-sized T-shirt, and you're only selling children-sized. But they're searching for the same uh, theme, right? Mm-hmm. The same niche. Uh, you're wasting your click. Even if they see a good design, they might not even uh, look at your title. They see only the picture. Oh wow, I like that design. They will click on it. You will pay for it, and. Uh, they will say, oh, okay, so it's, uh, it's for children. It's not, not for me, right? And they will leave. That's the best case scenario if you're shown for that keyword. The worst case scenario, uh, they will buy your product. That's the worst case scenario. They will be searching for an adult. Yeah. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. I see it a lot in, in one, of the, with one of my uh, clients. You know, we have this problem. People are leaving negative reviews because they were searching for the wrong product. Mm. They, they, our Amazon showed our ad on the wrong keyword, which was, you know, like only number, dif- different number or like, you know, there was a different model or something. And uh, a customer, they would buy that. They would not read the listing. They would buy that and they would write a bad review. You know, this does not fit. This is not for me. You know, the, this is, I searched for this and this showed up and I bought it and this is not what I asked for, you know? And, and, and they blame you, the, the, the buyer, you know, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, yeah. So that's why, you know, you want to make sure that you're not advertising on the keywords, on the phrases that are not for your product. Let's say you have uh, something with uh, specific sizes, you mm-hmm. know, let's say not, let, not about, about the t-shirts and something that the people would search for such product uh, by size precisely. And if they're searching by a different inch size, uh, if they have, you know, a, um, let's say you, you, you need a, like a, a letter, right? You need a, a envelope, like you're selling envelopes, let's say, right? And uh, a customer searches for like a big envelope and you're selling only small ones. But the keywords, most of the keywords in that search term, they're the same and they're relevant to you. And Amazon will show your, your uh, ad on there and you might get clicked and you, you will spend money. So you want to make sure, you know, you add, uh, you know, those different sizes. Uh, if you're selling a product for adults, not for children, you know, we've got child, ki- like child, kid, children, 
and so on with different synonyms as negative phrase in all of your campaigns. So mm -hmm. that way, you know, you're not wasting money in the first place. You're not wasting money on keywords that are just not relevant to you. And you're, you're making sure the customer does not see your product where they shouldn't see it. Mm -hmm. If they will, if they would see it and they would buy it, I, I noticed that there's a lot of uh, quite dumb customers. I know <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people that just don't read what, you know, what's, what's in your title. They just don't look into it. It's just, well, you know, impulse purchase, like 20 bucks. You know that, yeah, it looks, it looks like something what I would need and they get it like, ah, no, doesn't fit. Return negative review. Yeah, so yeah. you want to make sure to prevent that, to prevent that you, you would put as negative phrase in, in the, your campaigns. Basically. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, um, you know, what are some of the mistakes that you see people making, especially as they're just starting out with their PPC campaign? Um, the, the most frequent one, the most common thing that I see, uh, like during consultations during, with, with, with beginners, uh, they're, they overthink too much and they're, starting you know, to get afraid. They're self-conscious. They're not 100% sure about their product, you know, like insecure about it. And um, what happens is uh, that, you know, they have a very well-structured PPC campaign. You know, they have a good keyword research. Their listing is well-optimized. Zero reviews or like one or two reviews. And uh, it's only beginning for them. And uh, after like a week of PPC, they, they, you know, they see, oh my God, I got only like 50 clicks. I spent so much money on it. It's like 60 or like 70 bucks on it. And I only did one sale and they get self-conscious and they would start thinking, you know, uh, is my product not good? You know, if, if, if my bundle is bad, should I like take it off? Should I just like kill it, kill the project? No, I, I'm already, you know, invested so much money, but I'm just going to kill it. And uh, what, what you have to understand is that uh, Amazon PPC, it costs a lot. Uh, when you're in a, if you're not in a very super specific niche where, you know, you have like two or three competitors, you usually, you know, it's, it's quite expensive and you have to get much more clicks. You know, you have to, uh, you can't make such decisions as you no, know, like kill the product. If like after a week or two weeks, you get only a hundred clicks and like a few sales. Uh, you have to understand that if you have done, you know, keyword research and you have like 50 keywords in, in, in your, uh, PPC campaigns, right? And then you have the broad and phrase and automatic and Amazon is splits your budget uh, all over the place. And if you have a small budget and you don't want to make a bang and you don't, you want to start small, it's better sometimes just to pick like five or six keywords where you would write, where, where you would um, target them as exact match and not go, you know, broad and then find, you know, new keywords and all that stuff. And when you get like, a, like 20 or 40 or 30 clicks from that one specific keyword, which you know is relevant to you and you get like zero sales, uh, then, you know, you can start thinking, you know, what can be improved uh, in the listing? Maybe really, you know, the product is not fit for that keyword or maybe that keyword is too competitive. Like what the, this is the biggest mistake I see, you know, like thinking that if you get like, you know, 40 or 50 or X amount of clicks, which seems big to a beginner, seems a lot to a beginner and, you know, very few sales or even zero sales, but you have to understand like where you got those clicks from. You might, you know, get like a uh, hundred clicks 
from like uh, 70 different keywords and you don't really tested, truly tested any one of them. So you can't be sure that, you know, your product is uh, or might be, you know, not good for the market. So you have to test these things. You have to go deeper into the keyword level if you're really thinking, you know, that if you have suspicions or you really think that your product is not good for the market. And usually, you know, it's not about the product in the end. It's, it's about how uh, long and how much you can allow yourself uh, to market it, to gain reviews, to push the keyword rankings. Because there are niches where it's, most products are similar, you know, and you can try to differentiate as much as you want. And usually, you know, there is, if you can imagine a bundle in, in such niches, you know, there usually is one already there. And, you know, it's, then it becomes a question of how much money can you spend? And, you know, if you can't spend that much, much, that much money uh, as your competitors can on, you know, new listings, then, you know, you, you might want to like, rethink your strategy and start going slower, like start niching down on keywords, start uh, thinking smaller, like smaller keywords, uh, longer periods of time, not doing like, you know, a huge big launch, like in 30 days when you have the honeymoon period, when you know, you, when Amazon gives you better rankings in that month, you know, you might want to, you know, start slow and rise just very, very slowly. So you would not, you know, overspend your budget basically. Okay. That's that's the most common mistake. So when people are starting out, then how much budget do you think they should allocate for PPC expenditure? Uh, It's really hard to say. Yeah. Percentage. Let's say you have a thousand dollars to invest. Yeah. So I have a thousand dollars. Let's, let's take $10,000 for the whole, like one product project, right? Okay. So you have around, you, you spend on your um, product inventory, right? On the inventory, on the shipping, on the inspection, you spend about uh, 25% of your budget on that. Uh, then you spend around 10% of your budget to optimize your listing, to optimize your uh, pictures, you know, bullet points, all that stuff. Uh, then you have, uh, you know, so we have uh, 35% that's used up. Then around 10%, maybe 15%, you should set aside for PPC. Around 10, 15% from your whole budget. You might not even need that much, but it's good to have some money set aside. And the rest of it, uh, you want to make sure you have enough cash capital uh, to reorder. Because mm-hmm. if you start and your product is actually good, and the, 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 the worst thing you know, that can happen, you, know, you go out of stock. When you, you invested so much money into PPC, you know, you maybe you even broke even on the whole project, but you lose your stock, you, you, you lose your rankings when you got out of stock. If, well, there's ways to prevent that in a minimal way, but you will still uh, hurt. It, it will still hurt if you don't have enough capital to reorder and ship your products in time. So you have to make sure, you know, you have, you have that. But for PPC, it's usually like around 10, 15, sometimes 20%, which is quite a lot, but you know, it depends on the, on the, on the market, on the product. Uh, we had one product where uh, in the US, it was a, it, it was a success. And mm-hmm. in one month, we managed to rank it into the pay, in page one, top five position. And uh, we broke even, 
during that month and afterwards we were profitable very profitable and uh we we after half a year it was doing very very well we had a second spot uh, we couldn't get the top one because it was amazon product and they don't even do ppc <laughs> they get all the traffic from google from outside sources yeah. and um what, what, what happened? We thought, okay, well, you know, it's doing that well. We finally managed to get enough stock in the U.S. market because we ran out of stock like five times during mm -hmm. half a year. It was crazy. You know, we, we would ship what we got and it would just run out of stock. And we just went, okay, well, it's doing great in the U.S. It's quite a Mexican product, actually. Well, let's see how it does in Europe. And mm -hmm. uh, we send uh, a few hundred units to Europe. And what happened in the UK, you know, we have pan-European, but in the UK, it just skyrocketed. You know, we mm -hmm. had no idea. In a week, you know, we spent 50, 50 pounds on PPC and make $1,000 of sales from okay. that one product. So <laughs> that's, you know, no, we did not expect that. In the, in the US, you know, we have like 30, well, like it started from like 15% ACoS. Now it's around 25, sometimes 30, because mm. the market is getting more saturated. But in, in Europe, you know, it was like an eye-opener. Like, wow, how is that possible? Our, our bestseller's ranking was three times better than our nearest competitor. We just <laughs> had no idea there was like untapped market there. But it was only UK, you know. Other markets, they were quite, quite, they were just very, very small or very slow. Even German market was that not that good as UK market. So no, you cannot even expect how much you will spend because sometimes, you know, it, it might be enough, you know, to spend like a, like $100 per week if, yeah. you know, your product is really niche product and there's little competition. Because if there's little competition, uh, you know, there are a few factors. You know, you have uh, better conversion because people don't really have a lot to choose from. So you get more sales, you know, allocated to the, you get a bigger piece of the pie and your PPC cost, cost per click is lower because there's mm -hmm. less competition. There's less right. competition in the auction of PPC. So mm -hmm. people are bidding less and you get, low, you get higher conversions and lower, bid, lower bids. So in the end, you, you win much, much bigger, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you can't really know in advance, in advance mm -hmm. but you have to make sure you have, uh, you have capital set aside for PPC. Right. So, so Gladys, what are the kinds of services that you offer Amazon sellers? I mean, of course, you have your course and you're doing, you know, you have your Facebook group in Lithuania and you're doing meetups and all. But what kind of services do you offer? Uh, well, since I am one of the very few people in Lithuania that uh, provide any services for Amazon sellers, uh, my most common one is uh, consultations. So like one-on-one -on -one coaching uh but the ones that i spend most time you know uh, working with is actually uh i partner up with sellers or you know we, we sign a services contract and i help them i guide them through during the process uh as well as i do the ppc for them the backends i help uh, manage uh, work with the designers with the the with the copywriters, I help them basically manage the whole account. It's not, I don't take, you know, full 100% account management on myself, but me and my client, we sort of, you know, become a team and I, I'm not an agency. I'm a, I'm a one, one, one man show, you know, and uh, uh, 
me and my and, and my client, we become sort of a team and we grow the account, you know, together. Uh, I, I provide my knowledge. I provide my PPC skills, my understanding, you know, of the algorithm of different strategies, and the then you know I adapt that to the seller. You know, uh, how what is their capital? What uh, are their goals? Uh, what is the product? You know, what's the market? You know, it's the difference. What uh, skills do they have? Maybe they have a team of people because uh, right. my biggest clients they have like uh, twelve to fifteen, sometimes twenty people in their teams. Uh, and I work with that team, you know, and I manage tasks with that team, you know, you know, John, uh, we need to do like Facebook targeting. We need to run Facebook ads for this specific, um, this specific uh, URL link. You know, we have to test this, you know, get, get keyword rankings from outside. Then, you know, we talk with designers how to, like I explain, you know, what we need from the pictures. If they understand it, you know, we explain about the product, then all the listings. Then we have a team of uh, marketing people, you know, who are doing reviews, for example, who are doing all like uh, manage chats uh, on reviews. So it depends on what this infrastructure does the seller have. Uh, I adapt to it and I offer, you know, my knowledge of uh, like five years of managing Amazon, uh, Amazon accounts, basically. Uh, so this is like my bigger, like this is for, you know, bigger projects. This is for, you know, full, full working on monthly basis with me. And, uh, I then offer like services like, uh, PPC keyword research or, uh, optimization of the listings backend, all the information. Uh, then the, I, I can set up the main structure of the PPC campaigns, the complete full structure, according to the seller's goals and the capital how much you know, they are willing, how much they can spend on PPC, what is their product. Uh, and then, you know, we do a consultation and I teach them how to understand it, like what is what in that uh, structure. And I teach them how to optimize it themselves. Because usually for me, mm -hmm. since I do have a lot of projects and uh, I don't really want to take on, you know, like, one, one listing optimization uh, mm -hmm. for one seller. I would rather, you know, have like several listings and then, you know, we would do like maybe only PPC. I, 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 I like teaching people how, you know, to do it themselves because uh, a seller, if you want to be an Amazon seller, if you are an Amazon seller and you don't understand how PPC works, if you don't understand how algorithm works, it doesn't matter, you know, how many people you hire, you will spend way more money than you need to do then you need to, and sometimes it's good even to understand like how PPC works. It's good to understand how the algorithm works, how everything in, a, in this field works, even if you hire someone else to do it, because then, you know, right. you know, if they're doing a good job or not, basically. Exactly. So, exactly. I, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's, so that's then, for, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's, 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 uh, that's pretty much it. I, I think I offer uh, more services, but I usually, since, uh, like I said, in Lithuania, there's not that many people that do things like I do. Uh, people just come to me, you know, they have an issue. And most of the times I know that issue and I know how to solve them. So like, even if it's like, you know, one time things, because usually, you know, it, it is you no know, one time issue. They have an issue. They come to me uh, with your consultation or I, I help them solve an issue. My recent project was uh, we managed, uh, I managed to get uh, 18,000 euros uh, from Amazon for a client. And what happened is uh, that uh, Amazon destroyed their whole inventory. 
half a year ago. It was it was it, it was in the end and the beginning, you know, in the end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019. It was like 3,000 units in the in the UK warehouses, and the seller they got suspended for not having the VAT, mm. and uh, they it's, it's been like nine or till till summer so around around in the end of summer it's like eight months till they managed to get the vat and they they said like to me you know uh Clydes, we're not able to do a removal order we don't want to sell on amazon anymore anymore you know we just like quit this project we want to get our stock back and they said i'm not able to do a removal i was like well okay let me have a look and i had a look and you know, there were like 12 units left. I'm saying, so you want to remove 12 units? No, no, no. We had like 3,000 units. Like, okay. So, you know, started digging up into the reports. And I see that Amazon just destroyed everything wow. like <laughs> nine months ago, like se- seven or eight months ago. Ouch. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is terrible, you know? Yeah. And I, and I, I, I double checked everything, you know, like to make sure before bringing the bad news to the seller. And, you know, I told her she was like devastated. And because when you think about it, it's like, it was like 50,000 euros in stock, like wow. just from, you know, to make that. So it was, it was insane amount of money and she was like in shock. And uh, we, like, we were thinking like what we can do. And uh, we, we, I agreed to help her to start and you know, get some of the money back as reimbursement from Amazon. And fast forward two and a half months, like, 20 or like 30 long calls with Amazon, you know, all the forward messaging with them. Uh, we get a paycheck of 16,000 pounds, like oh. around 80,000 80, euros, and which cover, you know, all the destroyed inventory. And, you know, give, give another half a month to pass the re-verification because it was past 50,000 pounds uh, mark. We did a verification and finally you, know, you got the money back. So no, even issues like that, you know, they happen. Yeah. So since, since I've been in the space for quite, quite a lot, quite a, quite a while, you know, people just come to me and say what they need. Yeah. And, you know, according to that, you know, I adapt if I can provide that. If not, you know, I direct them to someone else who can do that. Okay. For example, I, I don't like, or I don't deal with suspensions. Like if my current client gets a suspension, we definitely know work with it to fix it and we usually do but i don't really take on uh people who come you know i have a suspension you know can you help me i rather you know right. fa- forward it to someone else who has a bigger team who has more time and because i personally i don't just i don't do what i don't really like and right. i don't like you know dealing with suspensions there's a lot of paperwork there's a lot of well, copywriting and that and yeah. if, if you know my current client has this problem you know we fix it like this is you know a real problem you know we fix it they're my client but you know usually when a new one comes with such problem i just forward them to someone else who can help them okay well clytus you certainly are a rising star <laughs> rising ppc and <laughs> a rising star on on the amazon in the amazon world for sure i mean you of course have a lot of clients in lithuania now and you're um you have clients outside of lithuania as well right you were yeah. telling me like us yeah. and and next week in fact you're speaking at white label expo in london exactly so yeah. i'm yeah i'm super excited about that i mean i'll no, be there as well. as well yeah, yeah I mean, we'll see each other there yeah we'll see each other there absolutely i'm looking forward to um you know hopefully being able to attend your talk um so how can people get in touch with you in case they have any questions or they want to reach out to you or you know yeah, the, the easiest way is to go to my website. Uh, it's the shaysconsulting.com 
or you can find me on uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook page. Just type Clydas Commerce, and you should see Clydas Shupis Amazon. So you see the word Amazon. That that's that's me. Okay, so Clydas uh, so uh, fa- just to yes, K L A I D A S. That's how it's spelled. Exactly. Yeah. Right? yeah and then exactly. Shay's Consulting. So how do you? That's C H a y z and then consulting.com yeah, yeah, one word yeah, yeah exactly okay, one word okay. yeah one word so cool. it should, shouldn't be that that hard uh, to find yeah. uh but yeah you know if you if you if you want to reach out connect I'm, I'm definitely open you know to 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 working with people from all over the world because right right now we have several clients from from hong kong from thailand from the from the u.s market from spain around the europe a bit from the uk but most of my client base is still in lithuania Well, okay, Clytus, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really thank amazing. And I'm sure I'm going to see you a lot more in other podcasts and webinars Hopefully. and conferences. <laughs> so, and I really definitely, look forward to definitely. seeing you um, next week in London. So thank you Perfect. very much. Looking forward to seeing you as well. Thank you, for, thank you for having me here. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. So with that, we come to uh, the end of this episode. And um, I'll be back next week with another episode of the Asian Seller Podcast. Goodbye.